Welcome to episode 190 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at The Lone Gunman, Season 1, Episode 5, Three Men and a Smoking Diaper. This was written by series co-creator Chris Carter and was directed by Brian Spicer. This is one where the pre-credits teaser actually does tie into the long-term story. Often that first adventure that we see them in the middle of is not connected to the rest of the episode. This time it is. They are trying to do an expose on a senator after one of his employees has died in a car accident. And this is a senator with a reputation for having extramarital relations. So they start off by hijacking a news interview and feeding new questions to the interviewer, trying to break Jefferson's calm. That doesn't work. They do get caught and rounded up with it. And it looks enough like a political hit piece because of the way that they did it that the senator's ratings actually go up. So Jimmy goes undercover to try and get more information, especially since there's a leak. Someone wrote a number on the windshield of their van, which is a prescription number that puts them on the right track. So Jimmy's job is to try and get fingerprints from people inside to match it and figure out who the leak is. As they are digging through this, they track the prescription number, figure out which address was associated with it, and there they find the senator's baby which has a mother other than the senator's wife. And this is where things really get going. Eve comes in to help them because, of course, it's funny that men never know how to take care of a baby, but every woman does. So she does come in and help them. And, you know, the sexism in this kind of thing, like you'd have in Three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady, those two movies that obviously came before this, it's common. In this case, it works because there is no reason to believe that any of these guys would know how to take care of a baby. Ultimately, it turns out that the death was an accident, but it was an accident positioned by the, the campaign manager who had provided the woman with sedatives and done this sort of thing. And all of this was happening without the senator's knowledge. He didn't even know he had a child until he sees it at the end. And as soon as he does, he goes back out into the middle of the press conference that was already started and tells the people the truth. So it wraps up with a semi-happy ending where we know he's not out of the running and that even though he does have a hard time staying faithful to his wife, in all other respects, he does seem to be an upstanding guy. So the question about whether or not this is a happy ending with him continuing his political career depends on how important that marital fidelity is to the viewer. And of course, his name is a thinly veiled reference to President Clinton, who had similar marital faithfulness issues, specifically William Jefferson Clinton. So Senator Jefferson was a take on that, especially when he names the baby William, assuming that the baby doesn't have a name yet, just because he doesn't know what it is. Because the baby's not exactly newborn. And I'm also wondering how he could know that the woman he was having an affair with didn't have a baby. Wouldn't the, her pregnancy have been just a little bit obvious for a while? I, I don't know. I have a hard time accepting the idea that the senator had no, no clue. It seems to be a way to kind of make him seem okay because Jimmy is a fan. Anyway, so the original air date for this one was March 23rd, 
2001. IMDb user score is 6.9 out of 10, and the action does primarily take place in Washington. Guest stars include Christopher Rich as Senator Jefferson. He is best known for playing Brock Hart on the full run of Reba. He was also rich in the Joy Luck Club, Attorney Melvin Palmer in six episodes of Boston Legal, and Doc McCoy in The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. 66 acting credits to his name, some of which are in post-production, so he is still active, and his career dates back to 1983. Randy Becker plays the campaign manager who was both the leak and the one responsible for a lot of what was going on. He's got 17 acting credits to his name, most recently from 2009. So he does seem to have left the business. He is best known for Sabrina, Love, Valor, Compassion, Jack and Jill, and Touched. His career began in 1995 in Lie Down with Dogs. Enid Ray Adams does seem to still be working today. Her most recent credit is a recurring episode on the hospital, or recurring role on the hospital show, I should say. 68 acting credits to her name, best known as Carol Ann on the hospital show, Thor's Valm on Good Boys, Lala on You, Me, Her, and the head nurse in Riverdale. Her IMDb listings go back to 1993. So this is only her, fir- or her fourth credit on the IMDb. She would also go on to Outer Limits, Babylon 5, Legend of the Rangers, The Dead Zone, Stargate SG-1, the 2003 Twilight Zone, as well as recurring roles in Da Vinci's Inquest and Jeremiah. Morgan and Madison LeCouvey are the two who played baby William Jefferson here. This is their only IMDb credit. Now, Mitchell Kosterman plays a police officer that Langley antagonizes. He's probably familiar because we've discussed his work before a few times. He's actually appeared in four episodes of The X-Files as four different characters in Genderbender, Sleepless, The List, and Travelers. He also appeared in three episodes of Millennium, 14 of Smallville, and so forth. Patricia Drake plays Martha Ashley in this. Her IMDb credits go back to 1987 with some voiceover work and then jumped to 1995 with Decoy. She's got 82 credits to her name, some of which are from 2020 here, so it looks like she is still active and doing voiceover work for the Ninjago and Lego Jurassic Park series. She's best known for John Tucker Must Die, Black Lagoon, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, and Saved. Lindsay Bourne has 56 acting credits here. Best known for The Judgment, Who's Afraid of Nothing, Suck It Up and Die, and Battle in Seattle, three of which don't even seem to have cover art on the IMDb. She also played Moira Sullivan in an episode of Smallville. She was the Justice of the Peace in an episode of Psych. She's the producer in this. She may seem familiar because she had uncredited roles in two other episodes of The X-Files, in specifically Too Shy and Kill Switch. Sean Allen was also in the X-Files in War of the Coprophages. He was customer number two. Best known for X-Files, Human Target, Scary Movie 4, and Watchmen. 40 acting credits to Sean's name. Most recent from 2016. Prior to that, it was 2013. And here, Sean plays the field reporter that Langley was feeding the questions to. Candace Churchill plays one of the singers here. Just singer number one is all she's credited as. 
She does have 97 credits to her name as most, or as recently as 2020. And her career dates back to 1988. She started playing roles on 21 Jump Street. This is her only work for 1013 Productions, but she has showed up in Smallville, The Good Doctor, Supergirl, the newest Twilight Zone. She's best known for playing the nutritionist in Jennifer's Body, Betty in Firewall, Cruise Ship Lady in 2012, and Amnesia Grandma in The Tooth Fairy. La Vielle has 20 acting credits to her name, most recently in 2006. She is singer number two. Best known for this, The 4400, Iceman, and Airwolf. Specifically, an episode in the fourth season of Airwolf. Now, Sybil Thrasher has nine credits to her name, including singer number three right here. Her career starts with Wise Guy in 1990, and her most recent credit is Sinsters in 2015. Best known for her work in Sinsters, Ultimate Desires, Lone Gunman, and Fierce People. Though her work in Ultimate Desires is part of the soundtrack. Daniel Bacon plays the technician here. This is his only 1013 credit I can find, although he does appear to be still working up to today. His most recent credit is from 2019. He's best known for playing Bone Cruncher in the BFG, MC in the Edge of 17, Dr. Han in Brain on Fire, and James Rhodes or War Machine in Iron Man Iron Adventures, the 2008 animated series. His first acting credit was in the TV series of the net, which was significantly better than the movie. He also appeared in an episode of Millennium. So the final two guest stars, there's Carolyn Tweedle as the stern nurse, 29 acting credits to her name, most recently in 2003, and starting in 1978. She's best known for her work as a nurse in In the Mouse of Madness, Woman in the Crowd in Dreamcatcher, A Maid in the Sentinel, and Sister Judy in Prom Night 4. And finally, Ernst Wittekind plays the Doctor here. This is his first of two credits on the IMDb. He also guest starred as the old janitor in the Chris Isaac show the following year. So that's everything we have to say about Three Men and a Smoking Diaper. Join us again in two weeks' time when we take a look at Lone Gunman Season 1, Episode 6, Madam, I'm Adam. And then the week after that, we will deal with Dead Alive when the X-Files return to the air. Please note with our new host at Anchor, you have the chance to leave a voicemail directly for the show. So if you're interested, you can go to anchor.fm slash x-files-retrospective and click on the message button there, and you'll be able to leave a voicemail right from the browser. So join us again in two weeks' time, and thank you for listening.